from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. You're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion Diz Boards Edition for July 1st, 2010. 2010. Okay, God, it's July 1st. Mm-hmm. The month of my birthday. That's crazy talk. <laughs> and our anniversary. Yes. But my birth came first. <laughs> I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Corey Martin, Mrs. Julie Martin. Special guest, William Thomas Perry II. You got it right. You sound like an explorer. <laughs> Back in the peanut galleries, like 700 people. Uh, <laughs> Teresa, Walter, Kathy, Max the intern, and Kevin's cousin nephew, Nicholas. And that's the end of the show. Thank you. Very <laughs> <much>. <laughs> yeah. that was great. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, this is a disboards.com week. Uh, for those who aren't aware, we alternate every other week. Uh, one week we'll do a show where we discuss threads on our discussion forums, disboards.com. In uh, other weeks, we will do uh, an email show. Usually. You have to throw that in there. That Usually we do that. Fortunately, the weather today has been good. Uh, during the summer, it gets a little more challenging because... Uh, the afternoon storms make it impossible for us to be recording, but we're, we're in good shape today. So Now that I've said that, of course, the, a hateful storm is going to roll in and kill us all. So yeah. and I thought we would actually uh, start a new precedent with the, um, uh, the Disboards threads that we read. Because we've had people ask if we read their thread, um, will they get put into the drawing for, you know, we, we do a, a random drawing at the end of the month. For everybody whose email or voicemails we play on the show, we uh, draw a name at random, and that person gets to pick a number from our prize matron. We've got 50 buttons on the prize matron. Each one corresponds to a different prize. And uh, I thought what we should do is do one random name uh, for emails and do another for uh, discussion board threads. So if you are the person who started a thread that we discussed during one of our discussion board shows, you get put into the get put into a, a separate drawing. So separate but equal. Separate but equal. Uh, two uh, two chances, two different chances to to win. So thought that would be fun. Hey, while you're talking about that, can I say something? No. That's just starting today, That's, correct? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm like, do I need to go back and find Actually, all the previous threads? Actually, you have to threads? go back to the day you became pregnant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> John from Wales, you need to contact me. That's all I have to say. Okay. He had a voicemail on last week's show, and I his contact information I can't find. It's like Teresa's own little matchmaking service. Really? John, call John me. John from Wales, call, call me. Call me. It's only $3 a minute. We'll talk about <laughs> Corvettes, or what was his little car he liked? Yeah, it was, Cor- it was Corvettes. Corvettes, okay. Anyway, that's all. I'm a little done. car. So, all right, we're going to get ahead and get started. Um... I picked uh, my, the first thread I picked for this week uh, was from our Adventures by Disney board because I'm in an Adventures by Disney frame of mind. Um, was uh, someone posting their experiences with the uh, Adventures by Disney DCL add-ons for the Mediterranean cruises, and uh, having had having just 
done the Mediterranean cruise uh, this past uh, April, Walter, Max, and I. Um, if you go back and listen to our report on that, uh, some of the issues that we had with uh, the shore excursions, with uh, picking some of the less expensive shore excursions and really not getting the kind of experience we were hoping for in these really unique ports of call. And reading through uh, the, these threads on the uh, this person's experience with these add-ons, um, I wanted to have a discussion, basically, as to whether or not we thought an additional $2,400 per person or $2,300 per person, something like that, on these already expensive 10-day cruises are worth it. Now, on the surface, my first instinct when I saw that price was no. No, $2,400, you know, because... You know the average Mediterranean cruise is going for you know between five and seven thousand uh, dollars, unless you know they dump the price next year like they did this year. But for a lot of people, that's what they're paying. So to add, if you're you know a family of three or a family of four, adding another twenty three hundred dollars per person to that gets expensive. Now these are only available on certain Mediterranean cruises, the longer ones like ten, eleven night. Uh, med cruises, and not on all of them, certain certain sailings. But given the kind of in-depth things, because it's kind of like adding a whole Adventures by Disney experience to your cruise. You have guides that are with you for the entire cruise, the same guides, take you out you know, and do the whole ABD experience, which means you wait on no lines, you get to see things most people don't get to see. Do we think this add-on is worth it? Yeah, if you can afford it. It's John, you're looking. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for a family. I love ABD on the ground. I think what they do on the ground is fantastic. The things that you get to see and do and experience. This is a lot of money. It is if you if it's money's not an object. It's a great. It's great to not have to wait in lines. It's great to be pampered. It's great to get on a bus and have somebody there with a bottle of ice-cold water for you. However, it's not something I could afford on top of a cruise. I'll admit this. I don't know. Does everyone in your party have to purchase it? Uh, I'm not sure. I I don't believe so. That makes a difference. Because if you're traveling with a family of four and there's two kids and you decide, well, maybe the kids won't have as much fun or, you know, at least you're not spending. We'll make them wait in line? No. They can go and play in the kids' clubs or something. But I think that... It seems really expensive. So I think that would be tough to do because you, you're going to be doing something at each port of call. Right. And are you going to like not want to experience those ports, of every port of call, without your kids? I mean, now, you know, Corey and Julie, you just, you know, you're a young family. Um, even, let's say, when Ferris and Finley are, you know, six, seven, eight years from now, um, could you imagine there being an occasion where you'd go on an 11-night cruise? I mean, Teresa's nodding her head no. Um, and not want to have any of those experiences with your kids in terms of getting off the ship. Oh, no way. I, if they're old enough to appreciate and experience it, I definitely want, You'd them, want them there. You'd want them there. I mean, we hopefully one day plan to take them both overseas. And, you know, it, whether it be a cruise or a trip to just one spot. Right. You know, I definitely want to include them. If you could pick and choose and maybe do it, you know... A one one or two times, but not every time. No. Every no way, no way. I'm not leaving my. See, that's child. interesting. You know, maybe maybe uh, Disney offer, have Disney offer a, you know, a, a la carte, an a la carte yeah. version of it. 
That, now that's that's doable. I can see that, but I would not leave my children on the boat and go off for the entire no day. Way. That's that's your trip. But also, you know, when we were getting off and doing something every day, and we did some of the smaller ones. If you're getting off doing a major event every day, you would be exhausted. But you're doing an Adventures by Disney major event every day, which is a little bit of a different experience. I mean, you know, for example, the, the, the excursion in Rome, which was one of the more expensive excursions we did because it was an all-day, it was like a 10-hour excursion, um, that I thought I was going to, in fact, die. Um, from running around Rome on those streets, and because it was, they called it a walking tour. It was more like a, a, a jogging tour mm-hmm. of Rome to get around. I mean, we saw some great stuff. I mean, you know, my eyes were popping out of my head. I mean, it was gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And I want to go back to Italy in the worst way because of, you know, it was like I almost got like a teaser taste. But mm-hmm. that's how it felt on yeah. the ABD trip, though. Too, we walked for five and a half miles. Yeah. So it's. I just yeah I, I I think that so that's that's why I'm I'm asking you know do we really think twenty three twenty four hundred dollars a person is worth it um, and Walter brings up a good point if every excursion going off the ship is going to be you know like that ten hours in Rome will you die <laughs> <laughs> again yeah. I have to hearken back to our Italy trip and we went like that every single day they've since changed it and built a day of rest sort of an enforced day of rest because it happens at a, a hotel in Tuscany where there's not a lot of other stuff to do other than the pool and the restaurant and hang out and relax but those days those trips are exhausting fascinating and awesome and wonderful but very tiring now yeah. add that add that go 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 see and do stuff to now get back on the ship, change for dinner, go see a show, the next morning get up, do breakfast. See, I think you would just be worn out. Yeah, I, I think, think it's you'd just be worn too out much. too. It it sounds hyperactive. I think yeah, I think Disney needs to rethink it. I'd like to try it. <laughs> to I'd me, like to try it. To me it sounds uh like one of these would be a once in a lifetime trip. So unless you're me. For most people. And then it's once a year. So maybe they would want to take advantage of it. I will say this, though. Because I was in Australia and then I was in Europe. You're right. And we'll be back in Europe again. (laughs) They've had such a hard time selling these Mediterranean cruises that some of them are dirt cheap. I mean, we're we're quoting 10-night Mediterranean cruises for two people and a Cat 12 for a little over $1,000. Well, that was after, uh, after the cancellation period kicked in. For some of these cruises, where the people that paid the six and seven and eight thousand dollars couldn't cancel, and they had all these staterooms left over, so they were giving them away basically like it was prices right or so, something. So, I mean, if you're paying a thousand dollars for a ten night cruise, you can afford to add on this package, mm-hmm. you know, so it becomes not as bad. But if you're paying a full full price for it, right? But you see, I, I think my point, what I went into it thinking was, you know, after our experience with these shore excursions. And some of them simply, even though they were inexpensive, they weren't worth the money um, because you just didn't get to have uh, the experience that you really wanted. They just took you to different shops that were selling different things. It was things. basically a marketing yeah. a marketing tour. Pretty much. That you were paying 59 or $69 a person for. And $59, $59, 69 for the shore excursion is like, that's the cheap ones. The expensive ones are 250 260 270 even more than that per person. So when you stop and think that for a decent tour, if you're a family of four, 
one excursion can cost you a thousand dollars. So for twenty three hundred or twenty four hundred dollars a person, you can have those really good excursions in every location. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I think if you, I, I, if that's the way you're going to travel, if you're spending two hundred and fifty dollars a day on an excursion, you're still paying twenty five hundred dollars for a ten day cruise. However, if you're going to do that, then I would definitely say that ABD will make it better. Yeah, I think we're having I think we're having different conversations here. Would it be worth it? I've not done it, but based on what Disney, what we know, Adventures by Disney does, I think it's probably worth the money. It's not, then it's a question of well, is it worth it with the cruise and the amount of time? Uh, I think the com- exhaustion. I, I think the company should send Walter and I to go do them next year and take one for the team. Which and- company would that be? <laughs> I don't know the Disney? one. I, the one I started. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just I um, uh, I'm because like I'm I'm torn in my own mind. Like you know, okay, is it worth it? Is it not based on our experiences? I, I realize it's a discussion that only affects about twenty people listening. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting. Just because it's Adventures by Disney and Disney Cruise Line, two things I enjoy greatly at the moment. I think it's an I think it's a smart move by both divisions. I think they well, the both divisions are run by the same guy, right. Carl I think, Holtz. I think it's a smart synergy there that's taking place. I think he would have done better to to pair it back, make it a la carte, make it a la carte, or every third stop and make it for a thousand dollars a person or something. To me, it sounds exhausting, and I think cruising to me, I see cruising as a more relaxing vacation. Yeah. And I see the adventures by Disney as a more active, intensive sightseeing, touring. But the Mediterranean cruises in general, I mean, Tracy Whipple had said this to us before we went, because she had done the Med Cruise. It's exhausting. You're on and off that ship so much. Um, There's so much you want to see in these ports of call that it really is. And it's a long cruise. I mean, you're doing this for 10, 11, 12 days. So uh, it really can be. It can be exhausting. I felt like, well, we were, ours was not Disney, but I felt like there were enough sea days, you know, in between some of our ports that we were not exhausted, you know. But I mean, we also have, I mean, we were three years younger than we are now. So I mean, I'm just saying, like, we need a cane now. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, but I mean, obviously, it's it was it's a little easier on us. You know, well, your lives are a little bit more involved and, with and two things children. Like that. But now it's different. You know, yeah, you see, I don't know how you know pushing a stroller around Rome. If oh <laughs> no, no, they're going to have to be walking and the not streets in Rome th- are cobblestone. I'm saying they need to be teenagers to really appreciate. Not only walking, what we but old do. enough to yeah, carry stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to carry mom and dad. To where they're not going, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. You know, that age. (laughs) You also went on a... Julie, that never stops. I was going to say, Max did did that all through Europe. (laughs) (laughs) You guys went on a cruise that, uh, a cruise line that's familiar with those cruises. Celebrity. Disney is still an infant when it comes to Mediterranean and that that whole different cruising experience. I think it's going to take them time to figure out that you don't go to every port every day. And have something planned. I think they have to build in sea days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were definitely some ports we could have skipped, like Tunisia. Um, could have been skipped. Just on the politics of it, Poli- uh, Tunisia could have been skipped. But I think there were some they could probably do without. And there's some that you could do on your own and have a really good time. Malta. See, yeah, Malta was do. one. If you did any kind of research on your own, you could 
Philip the whole day and have a nice time. Yeah, everyone Athens, said they felt very own. safe in Malta. Yes, very, very safe. I think the only places that we did excursions were um, one in Greece and then in Rome and Florence. Everywhere else we explored on our own. Oh, yeah, Sorrento, too. Sorrento, fabulous. Like Croatia, we explored on our own. Phil France, Farms. we explored on our own. Um, Athens. Yeah. Yeah. So you could do a little bit of both. Yeah. I think okay. the a la carte's a good idea, actually. would love to see them do that. All right. Who has a thread they want to discuss? I do. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Julie Martin. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> oh, and she's got it on her iPhone. Yeah, I don't have a Mac or an iPad. Excuse she me. only has an iPhone. She only has an iPhone. That's so sad. <laughs> like I'm, not an, I'm not an Apple head like you guys. This is the. Um, we should a, have a telethon for Julie. This is an official camping recipe thread. It's on the Camping at Walt Disney World board. I thought this was really cool for people who are trying to plan meals outside of the theme parks, you know, bringing their own food. Obviously, when you're camping in a cabin or a tent or an RV, you are thinking about these things. So, um, it started by Rhonda. And she actually gave a recipe for um, beef, a roast in a crock pot. She pours a can of Coke over it. I have never heard of that. Oh, yeah. Not uncommon. No, it's really good, too. There's a lot of people who cook with Coca-Cola products. Yeah, I've never heard of that. But, um, and then, you know, other people add their input where they put carrots and whatever else in their slow cooker. Um, There's a recipe on here for making a batch of just taco meat, eating taco salad one day, tacos one day, kind of making that last for a couple of days, Um, beef tips and rice, cheesy slow-cooked chicken, cowboy sausage and campfire beans. There are a lot of really unique and also good recipes. And that also go go along, too, with the environment that you're in. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think these are, they don't look terribly expensive to make either, you know, the ingredients. Most things are ground meat, onions, um, there's even some recipes uh, for cooking over your actual campfire if you're staying in a tent using like an, a cast iron skillet or a pot, a Dutch oven. So I think this is a really good thread. I think that should be a challenge for Teresa. She should have to cook over a campfire and like <laughs> only stuff you could buy at that store that's in and where is, wilderness. Where is the campfire? <laughs> no, I think she has to catch her own food. Oh, she has oh, to catch her own say, food. Catch where is the first. campfire? It's a Rito casserole. If you stand near the <laughs> yeah. new kennel, you might catch a gerbil. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, because basically anything you cook in the slow cooker, obviously you started that morning before you head out to the theme park, and when you come back for dinner, it's ready. Yeah, or it's no. burned the cabin down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, most people know how to use a crock pot. So. Or all of Fort Wilderness becomes a campfire. <laughs> That's a good thread, though, because it's a good way to save money, too. It is. Absolutely. If you've got a bunch of kids to feed. Well, those are the best sorts of threads, the ones that you know save money but also you know add to the experience that you're that you're having and that's what that does that's cool but john pop does not have a camping area and <laughs> i'll start a fire outside my preferred room and see what they do <laughs> <laughs> the clampets are here <laughs> all right thank you very much julie who else i have one it's on the tips board it's posted by tx rabbit and she's asking for help for, uh, with organizing her valued resort room she stayed in a deluxe room before but now um, she wants some help with organ- organization tips and their driving so they can pack uh, several things. A lot of people have responded with some really helpful things like a pop-up hamper. One thing I notice in the hotel rooms is that you end up having a, a pile of dirty clothes in the corner somewhere. 
and but if you have like four people or five people in the room, that that can get pretty high. It becomes quick. a mountain. Yeah, and also smell really bad, especially with the Florida heat. Uh, clothes pins where you can, so you can hang your wet bathing suits, and also close some of the the curtains in the room. A power cord, I think that's really important, especially if you have you know multiple camera batteries you need to charge or if laptop. If you're like Corey, in other words, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that, after we have to have a power strip. Yeah, you're limited with the plugs in there. And someone also suggested that you could bring a sweater-type shelf unit that hangs in the closet. You can put clothes, toys, cell phones, and other miscellaneous items in there. I'm not familiar with what that is. Oh, it's like like cloth shelving. Yeah, you just hang it from your closet. And it's broken up into little cubes. It's compact. It folds flat. Yeah. Well, that's an idea. Also, bring a ton of extra hangers. Hanging clothes in a value room is a must, but you can also ask the, uh, the housekeepers. I think they can bring you some extra hangers too. So if you don't pack them for a dollar, <laughs> rather but those than hangers are bulky that they provide. So if you brought you know ones that give you more space, one of the things that we found was a lot of the stuff that we have to charge has that black converter box on the end of it. And I don't know what they're called, but it's a power strip. But it's like an octopus yeah, power strip. Octopus. So it has. The one cord, but the heads aren't stuck together in a little in a line. It's where you have to skip one to right. plug in. This one, they it's like several different arms on mm-hmm. it, and they move, so you can bunch uh, charge a bunch of stuff at one time. Corey, is that the thread that talked about bringing the um, the curtain rod to? Right. To yeah, you can put a curtain the, rod um, to kind of separate the bathroom area yeah. for the people that wake up early, so they don't. Uh, I thought that was disturb everybody else in the room. You could bring French doors and install them. <laughs> if I have to bring, bring a, a curtain rod and install curtains, that's not vacation. <laughs> and the other thing um, that we use on the, the cruise a lot is those over-the-door shoe holders. That that's you can, a good idea. You know, put your toothpaste and your your supplies in each one of those little pockets and hang it on the bathroom door so that... That's on this list, too, is. the clear plastic uh, shoe organizer. I apparently don't bring enough stuff. <laughs> You just have me hold it. Somebody also suggested that if you you can use the safe to store stuff, not necessarily things that you don't want to get stolen, but things that you don't need on your trip, but you're going to need for the the ride back. There are keys in there all the time, things like that. In our wallets. So use that that space for storage also. And then the space next to the bed, um, farthest from the door, to put your uh, your suitcases. You know, the person that sleeps on that side of the bed might want to use it to get it get up but they can just kind of scoot towards the edge of the bed save more room get a bigger room yeah <laughs> yeah really <laughs> dodging suitcases cool thank you Corey. um i have one from the uh, uh disney adults and solos board actually there's a couple uh that uh, that kind of were kind of related uh, the the thread that caught my eye was uh, is Disney for adult couples? Uh, Sky and his fiance. Uh, she's never been. He hasn't been to Disney since he was like eight, and they're going back. She really wants to go, so he's taking her. And then he had, so he was planning out all these things to do, and then he came across a thread on the boards, on the theme parks board called "Disappointing Rides," and. All of a sudden, he was saying to himself, you know, oh, no, a lot of these things we want to do, you know, really aren't going to be 
uh, any good. Uh, for example, I'm trying to bring the thread up here. Oh, there it is. Um, uh, this thread starts out uh, from Nebula, who posts, uh, The other day I was going through our trip picks from March. My mom and I got into a discussion over Maelstrom, which is the attraction that's part of the uh, Norway Pavilion at Epcot and World Showcase. We waited in line for about 45 minutes. It's a fast-pass attraction, so obviously it's popular. Uh, Mom was even nervous about it because she hates plume rides and refuses to ride Splash Mountain. But really, we were seriously underwhelmed. We thought it just wasn't worth it. Mom, who always had something positive to say at Disney, even said, that was it? Uh, Also in the the Magic Kingdom, we rode Snow White's Scary Adventures. Uh, I really wanted to enjoy this one as it's a classic, and I've heard rumors that it might go the same way as Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. My 11-year-old cousin summed it up perfectly. Snow White's scary adventures, more like boring adventures. So what rides have you scratching your head and wondering why you bothered? Um, Teresa's, like, apparently impassioned here. Oh, She's leaning boy. forward, ready to go. <laughs> I experienced something for the very first time last week, and I'm wondering what the heck it's... The, the little tiki room. Tiki, 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 tiki Aww. room. It's cute, but... I thought it was going to be something. You thought the birds were going to attack you like you were tipping I, I didn't. I had no idea what was actually going to be in there. Okay, I didn't know. I knew it was some sort of show. She thought it was going to be drinks. Honey, it wasn't Bodega Bay. Well, and he, well, I didn't, I didn't even know it was birds involved. I had no idea what was in there. Okay? Anne took me in. She's like, this will be your one and only time you come in here. I'm like, okay. And so we sat down. Front row, craned our necks back to see what was coming from the ceiling. And I don't get it. Yeah, Teresa, I don't really care for it either. What else do we find disappointing? <laughs> what other rides or attractions do we find uh, disappointing? Universe of Energy. Oh, yeah, Universe of Sleep Disorders, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I don't understand how that Well, first of all, does it need to be does it need to be six and a half hours long? Right. You know, is my first question. You know, we gotta see this the twenty eight minute pre show of Ellen Bless her heart. Um and then the whole ride through, the whole dinosaur ride through, is like, oh, for the love of God! And then, of course, you get the pitch, the Exxon pitch. It really is great for naps, though. Yeah, if you want, you can, you, you want to lay out a two-hour nap. Yeah, I'm ready for Star Tours to go away. Star Tours is changing. It sounds like they're going to make some nice, some interesting changes to it. But uh, what else? What else disappoints us? John, what are you disappointed I'm, with? I'm trying to go through. I don't know if there's anything that really disappoints me than, like, oh, I can't believe I did that. There are things you ride and you go, well, that was cute, but I'll never do it again. See, for, for me, it's to think. Journey into Imagination. Oh, yes. Is. Did you hear the thud? Yeah, of Kathy hitting the floor. Yeah, it's like Kathy's favorite ride. It is, in my opinion, the worst attraction of Walt Disney World. I think it is just so bad. You know. You- I found somebody put a thread up on the Diz the other day of this gentleman that had done some videos and he did the first, you know, all three incarnations of Journey into Imagination and he showed you like what they took away and where this was. After watching that, I mean, I thought I knew everything and appreciated it. I bet you if you watch those videos, you'd feel differently about Journey into Imagination. No, no, no. I'm not. Dis- I won't. I I miss the original. I miss the original. I thought they never should have changed it. I didn't. Oh, th- even yeah, when the first I time agree. they changed it, I thought they shouldn't have changed it. Um, what they've what, what it, it's and this is why, you know, really for the most part, unless it's like Christmas, this is a walk on ride. 
This is a walk-on ride. I'm not disappointed in anything. I, I guess I'm always surprised by this thread. These ki- kinds of threads. What restaurants shouldn't I eat in? What do you hate about Disney? If you read through the thread, and they usually get to be a couple of pages long, you can literally go around and X off everything well, on the you map. Know, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because as I'm... Uh, uh, as, I'm, as, as I go through this thread, that's exactly what it is. The Nemo ride at Epcot someone finds disappointing. <gasps> that's hot. That's um, one of the best the ones. Smelly, <laughs> the, the smelly Tomorrowland Speedway cars. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. How many times is um, Stitch's Great Escape yeah. in there? Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean, so which I, is one of my favorites. Again, go ahead. I, I guess I'm just I'm, I'm sort of surprised by this. I don't understand why people... What are you going to Disney for then? If you are not impressed by it, find something that does impresses you. I'm always well, surprised by the negativity of these. There's also, well, got to remember, there's also an ebb and flow to Disney. There's not going to be all e-ticket, high-power, exciting rides. There's slower rides mm-hmm. and there's more shows. Well... The, everything is going to be, you know, so intense. Uh, the, the 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 way the point of, of bringing this up was to kind of uh, highlight the fact that everyone has something they don't like, mm-hmm. and you know, we have eleven people sitting in this room right now. We could all go on an attraction and each have a different opinion of it, and no one is necessarily wrong. Um, that some things appeal to people more than others. So, uh, you know, for this guy and his fiance who are coming down and now wondering, oh, am I going to be able to have fun? As as adults, of course you are. I mean, please, it's Disney where there's so much here to do. If you don't go to a theme park, you're there's enough fun. to keep exactly. fun on vacation. But go and experience these things and then decide for yourself. You know, we talk about it when we do reviews all the time. That it's an opinion. You you. You know, you, you can take these opinions in and have it as information. If there's a specific thing, if you're, you know, really freaked out by strobe lights or or spiders or something like that, and and it, you you know from reading a thread that an attraction has that particular element in it, you know to avoid it. But you know, in terms of opinions, everybody's got one. I think that's the other thing that surprises me that. No one wants to go and experience it. They want to know exactly what's going to happen before. And I think that's over-preparation. I, I'm all for being prepared. I'm all for having a plan. But if you know in advance exactly, you've already pre-opinioned that attraction. Oh, I'm not going to like that, so I'm not going to do it. I'm going to skip it because I read on the boards that, that someone else didn't like it. That's like, that's like uh, Toy Story 3 is coming out. I've been avoiding the reviews. Because I want to experience it for myself. Like you're going to be disappointed if you're not crying. I think this type of thread, though, serves a purpose. If you are going in the part with very limited time, you can scroll through that and maybe it would help you you decide. You'll have lots of time because you won't go on anything. Well, but but it could could eliminate a few things if you're on on the fence whether, gosh, should we spend... Two days in the Magic Kingdom or one, you know. Am I going to be stabbed on this ride? Well, <laughs> well I mean, it's you know. a question. I mean, the overarching question here is uh, really, uh, you know, is Disney a good place if you're not bringing kids? Yeah. And of course, we all know, sitting in this room, that it is because we've all done it without kids. Uh, and I mean, not to say that it isn't obviously a great place for kids too, but uh, you know, Orlando in general. I don't care where you go, whether it's Universal, SeaWorld, Disney, there is something there. 
for everybody. If you can't find something you like in Orlando, if you can't come here as a couple or a solo uh, and have a great time, then you're doing something wrong. Julie takes Ferris and Finley to the park. I don't know if you've taken yeah, Finley. by now. herself. Okay, but she takes, <laughs> she takes Ferris, who's 18 months, we learned. I take my mom, who's going to be 78. That's There's, pretty much the same speed. They probably can only handle like three to four hours in the park. Right. But what I'm saying is that's a wide variety. We can all go in the parks and enter, be entertained for several hours. And I have different experiences depending on who I'm with. Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, I have one experience when I visit the park with my friends. I have one experience, another experience when I visit the park with my nieces and nephews. Another experience when I go with my mother. Um, and another experience when I go by myself. Uh, and all of them are great experiences, usually. Of course, every now and again we'll have a crappy meal or you know, a rude cast member or something like that. But you know, generally speaking. Um, they're recently married or engaged or anything, right? Or something. Uh, it's a, well, it's, a, it's his fiance. Yeah, they're engaged. I can't. Uh, I can't help deny or think of Disney being romantic. Couples sitting out at Epcot by the lake at night watching fireworks. I think there's a lot of uh, romantic aspect that they shouldn't overlook. That I mean, you know. plenty of people come here on their honeymoon. You know, I mean that should speak for Disney World, right? I mean, I know. Tons of Huge. people who have come here on their honeymoon and had a wonderful time, and so if he's probably just, conceived a baby or two. If, <laughs> you if know, just looking at rides and from a review standpoint, good or bad, it's you know it's not just a roller coaster theme park. There's there's so much uh, more to it than that. I'm going to tack on to the end of yours, okay? Because one of the ones I chose was from the Adult and Solo Travel Boards, and it was. Different or unusual things to do at Disney, and it's by Simjun, S-I-M-J-U-N, and it says, have you found any new or different things to do at Walt Disney World? Unusual things. Do you have any secrets to share? And we joke about the fact that we've been asked that question for gazillion times. What can we do to make our trip special? I have to tell you, some of these people were surprising, and I, I thought their answers were great. I picked two deluxe resorts, deluxe resort stays to look around and visit the gift shops and have lunch or dinner. I think that's a great idea. Um, it also is one of those things that you can do for less money than going to a theme park if you're looking to save money. Um, one of the people said they set up an amazing race type thing for their family. <laughs> And make teams in Epcot. And I think to myself, that's really kind of cool. I think I would like to participate in that. Um, Just one person has a transportation day. There's so much to see and so much to experience in Walt Disney World that they kind of let transportation decide where they're going to go. Get on the first bus you come to and go where it takes you. Oh, that's cool. Um, See and explore that area. Then get on a boat and take the boat wherever because, it's going right and sort of explore the park that's a great idea through that way but never repeat transportation and um, then get on a monorail and I'm suggesting that you know there's a different way to do that but I thought those were great ideas and that's a great way to as an adult who doesn't want to wait in line to see Snow White's scary adventure Go see a different part of the park. You can go horseback riding if you want to. You can go play golf. You can hang glide. You can lay by the pool. You can drink yourself silly. It's funny because it's almost the antithesis of what goes on on our boards where every minute is planned. Mm -hmm. 
to within an inch of its life. One person, and that's why I like that idea because that's very existential. It's just show up and go, and wherever the wind takes you, basically, you'll find something to do. Somebody else suggests. Set a goal for yourself each day. My goal today is I'm going to ride the very last ride in the Magic Kingdom on the ticket and transportation. I'm sorry, not the ticket and transportation. The Tomorrowland Transit Authority. So I get to see the Magic Kingdom almost empty and walk down Main Street. And I think to myself, that, I love the positive spin on this. Yeah. I just I think it's great. Everybody has an opinion, and no one understands that better than I do. I told you all, bad, all how bad Shutters was. My opinion. Right. But it's an opinion. So I think to myself, these threads that are so negative where you can find every single restaurant that you shouldn't eat in. You can find every single hotel you shouldn't stay in. I think, wow, if I had never been to Disney before, I'd think it sucks. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing there that's any good. Look, they just named everything. Do the same thing with restaurants. Just go in. Don't even look at the menu. Have the service. Bring bring your most uh, popular appetizer and your most popular entree. That's what I want. That's a a great idea. (laughs) That's a great idea. That would, that would make a great segment. <laughs> An existential day at Disney. That would make a great segment. I think Corey should do that. Corey should go have an existential day at Disney. Sure. Why not? Tomorrow. <laughs> and they end up at Universal. Corey, no camera. Yeah. Can you do it? No camera. No, no camera. Way. He can't yeah. do that. No, no, no cameras. No, never. I'm already option. sweating. <laughs> There's no such no such thing as a no camera option. Right, cool. We've talked before about going to the parks and looking for the path less traveled. Instead of getting in line to Four Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean or Space Mountain, find something you haven't done. We've actually done this. Let's go see stuff we have never seen or haven't seen in years. And we find ourselves in some unusual places that we sort of pass by on a regular trip to the park. Country Bear Jamboree. We took Ferris. He loved it. I mean, he was totally immersed in those bears. Except for the couple of years where the soundtrack was so muddled that you couldn't hear what anybody was saying. (laughs) I think the, the Country Bears is great. I mean, I had not done it probably since I was five. I mean, that's just something we never did together until he came. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. Who else? One. Yanni? Mine was from the, or mine is from the Theme Parks, Attractions, and Strategies Board. And it is from Love the Mouse 71. And she started a thread that said, Weird Walt Disney World Dream Thread. And it's all about, she had an unusual dream about planning for her up upcoming Walt Disney World vacation and she want, and she talked about it and she asked other people to share their weird dreams that they've had and um, a lot of it revolves around you know there's stress involved in planning so it's the things about when or what happens because if things go wrong on their trip and I thought it'd be cool if you know we kind of went around and talked about our dreams we can remember about Walt Disney World and I'll start so you guys can all think about yours but I don't have that dream anymore because it's, you know, you go to Walt Disney World now, it's more of uh, a casual thing and it's more of a, we're just going to go and see what we have to do or go and do a restaurant review or something like that, except for our Adventures by Disney trip. That was the week before that trip. It was dreams about how I would be at one side of the park and the group would be at the other side of the park. And you try to get them, and it's like you're running through molasses. 
and you can't quite get to them fast enough, or you know you've got there and you don't have the right clothes. I packed all parkas for the trip <laughs> because I didn't park appropriately, pack appropriately. So I thought, you know, what were your dreams that you've had that are centered around Walt? You know, you're planning to Walt Disney World or your trips. Everyone's kind of scratching their heads. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever dreamed about Disney. I think you have. You just might not be able to remember. I remember my dreams. I remember mine. She has them on video. No, my dreams are just always extremely strange. I think the thing that when I dream about stuff like that was, I had dreams about going on the Adventures by Disney trip, but I think that's because I had planned so much for everybody that I think it was me dreaming about the fact that things what could go wrong kind of thing I think there's I think Disney is an expensive vacation that you if you realize what you can get out of it by planning I understand the obsessive planning because you're trying to get as much out of it as possible but I also think that causes a great deal of stress on yourself let me read the first sentence she wrote and I think this is you know it speaks to that it's that thinking about it all the time worrying about it all the time and then it sort of marries into your current you know what's going on in your life at the at the moment she says i was in epcot in one of the interventions buildings watching one of those little shows they have a co-worker was there dressed in a cow uniform not the furry kind one in a cotton material i complimented her on the costume what? Okay, this is turning out to be the most bizarre thing we've ever talked about <laughs> on the show. <laughs> All right. What do you think was going on in her life? Is oh, she I think a dairy farmer? I think she's thinking about being in Walt Disney World and the things she's going to see. But she's well, I think if thinking. we try doing dream interpretation, we're going to find out there are a lot of psychotics on the board. <laughs> yeah, I, think yeah. I have a dream book. <laughs> but I think that that's... Watching I think those Chick-fil-A commercials. Yeah, John. <laughs> and more, she knew what the costume was made out of. Come on, Trace. I know you've had dreams. I have had dreams about Disney. See, I knew and, it. And this is bizarre, but it's usually, and it's not this ever the same dream, but it has happened numerous times. I'm usually in the park with someone I would never have been in the park with. Maybe someone that had already died. You know, like I'm in the park with my grandma, and we're having a good time. Or I'm in the park with Sally someone. Struthers. Well, no, no, no. It's always it's always like a relative she or someone from my past. World. Someone from my past. You know, just I don't know. It's just a weird having a good time with someone that I would probably never take to the park or could never go to the park with. I don't know what that means. I think the only dreams that I've had were like after the college program. It wasn't dreams while I was sleeping. It was daydreaming while I was in class of my college program days and how I'm going to get back there. So I think it was more of daydreaming about Disney. A day, not, you know, we talk about daydreaming. Yeah, that I... Well, I mean, I can't remember my dreams at, you know, at He night. doesn't at all. I, d- I just don't. But there was a lot of daydreaming going on. It's usually the really weird ones that you remember. It's usually those really bizarre, strange ones. See, and I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm sure I've had them. I just... Um, they're not coming to me. It's. I think it's tougher now because... Uh, like I said, we do Disney different now. So there's not that constant yeah. worry and obsession and thinking about every minutiae, making sure everybody has a good time. But, I mean, what about your adventures by Disney trips? Did you have any dreams about? You know, I, I, I can't. It was nightmares about being on the plane without smoking. You really is. This is like therapy with John or something. It really is. <laughs> I can't. I honestly, I, I, I just, I'm not recalling any. I mean, I'm sure they were, but again... I remember very, very few dreams. I mean, I remember them for a little while after I wake up, but then, you know, it's short attention span theater with me. I mean, 30 seconds after 
I start doing something. What was I saying? Um, you know. The, then the one that sticks out is that before we went on that Adventures by Disney out in California, it was all where is everybody and then but you know how dreams are you can't explain it mm-hmm. so it's like you try to run towards somebody and the ground is sticky and you you know where's Pete Pete and never made it in your underwear and you're not prepared for the test right where's Pete well he never made it on the plane oh my god what are we going to do well he really did make it on the plane you know it's all that sort of <laughs> he's with Sally Struthers I don't know why Sally Struthers is on my brain no that's Teresa's weird dream I did not have one with Sally Struthers. All right. All right. Well, thank you very right. much for that, job. I thought that would go over bigger than it did. Oh, well. Yeah. You, you, you know, gave it the old college try. I did. Walter, what do you have? I'm going to have to find out who started the thread because the way I ended up printing it, it cut off some of the stuff. But it was on the uh, discussion forums, Disboard, trip planning forum, uh, theme park attractions and strategies. And the thing was... What's your favorite month to go to Walt Disney World? Well, it was a poll. It was a poll. Right. Right, a poll. And asking listeners which was their favorite month to go. And, of course, the most popular one was? Well, it was. It, that's the whole thing is that uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, hold on a second. Uh, oh, Walter's is interesting. Mine's weird. Is this a vote? Are we voting on that? Well, no. This no. was a, uh, there was a, a it was a poll that was, was on the uh, theme parks board. You know, uh, what's the best month to go? And uh, let's see, uh, December. Actually, October. It's just December number one. December number one. Followed by October. Followed by September. Followed by November. So, and you know, this is what I try and explain to people when they talk about, you know, the slow time being in the fall. It is for the rest of the world, for the people on our site, for Disney fans. That's the most popular time to go. But also look at what goes on at that time. You've got uh, Christmas decorations. You've got food and uh, wine. Food and wine. You've got uh, Halloween. June least popular, followed by March, followed by August, followed by July. Uh, May is pretty popular. My favorite month to go is January. That's uh, that's on the list there, obviously. Who started uh, this thread? This was started by... One moment, please. Miss Missy. See, in December is supposed to be so busy. I don't know why that would be everyone's favorite month. I mean, I know the decorations are on, out think, and stuff yeah. like that, but it's supposed to be wall-to-wall people, right? It sounds hard. Not the beginning of December. Yeah, December, the, the off... What usually was in the past off times in December have now become the most popular. It's the winter. first two weeks of December have become very popular. The weather is spectacular. It for usually the is, park. yeah. And then if you go in the land, just after the New Year holiday, the parks are empty. The parks just empty out. There's always I always find that funny when people ask us that. When's the best time to go? When's the best time to go? I mean, you got to tell us what your criteria is. Mm-hmm. It's when's the best time for you. Right. Is it? Do you want to go when the kids are out of school? Do you want to go to see decorations? Do you want to see when it's cool? You know? See, I like the food and wine festival. And also, you know, during that time, you see the Halloween uh, Party. decorations and all that stuff, too. So The best time to go to Epcot is in the middle of Falauer and Garden, as far as I'm concerned. Falauer? Falauer. I've added a yeah, set. That, a I was going to say you, you flower. <laughs> Put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> the flower and garden show. Follow along. Those bourbon bowls are kicking in. 
delayed reaction bourbon balls. All right. Well, thank you for that, Walter. Who else? Someone? Anyone? Bueller? I have one. Um, okay. The one I picked was from the trip planning boards, and it was eating in the heat. And people just wanted to know um, their strategy for eating when it's so hot out. You can't. You don't want to eat. You What's know? your strategy for eating? Open my mouth and put the food <laughs> into it. You need Has a strategy the for eating. Ever, ever attracted you from eating? That's not the right word. Well, it keeps me from wanting to eat. Like you know, on, on a hundred degree eat. day, I'm not going to have fettuccine alfredo or soup. Right. It, I would eat. You know, I would eat the big meal later in the day when I'm you know time to chill out. And I prefer to eat something cold like a salad or yeah. a chicken wrap or and you know they stayed some pe- and it, some of it was split down the middle some of them were saying eat a big breakfast before you go others were saying eat light before you hit the parks um i don't know i found it interesting most of them were saying make sure that you have lots of water um don't eat until you're stuffed skip dessert which you know it's hard don't eat until you're stuffed yeah don't eat don't overeat don't overeat don't overeat. Oh, don't eat until you're stuffed. Okay. Yeah. I thought I mean, you meant like, don't have a meal until you're stuffed. No, I'm don't. Like, don't just sit there and just keep eating and eating I, and eating. Yeah, okay. I just un- I, I okay. misunderstood the, the premise. But um, anyway, I thought it was interesting, being that it's, you know, very hot out at this moment. And you go to the parks and you don't really want to eat. We'll snack our way through the park in the summer instead of having a big meal. And I found it interesting because we'll be there in August and I'm assuming it's going to be hot when we're there. And uh, I do have some big meals planned, but most of them are in the evening. So, and this was started by CDD67. So, I don't know. What are y'all's strategy for eating? John, don't go in the heat. Repeat right? it repeatedly and exactly. la- large amounts. Large eat in the air condition. <laughs> in <laughs> air condition. <laughs> heat yeah, doesn't all. affect me because when we eat, it's usually cool where we yeah. eat. <laughs> so you I'm don't not eat, eating out on the lawn. You don't eat counter service that's outside. Well, even, even counter service, most counter service at Disney is indoors. Well, I'm there's not, a lot of outside seating, though. You don't have to sit there. No, but that's what they're saying. Some people would. Like the launching pad. Places like that. Right. Lunching. Lunching. The lunching pad. Now, we ate there the other night. I wouldn't eat there because 10 feet away is sunny eclipses, and you can go in there, and it's. Cosmic rays. Or cosmic rays. (laughs) Sunny eclipses. Sunny eclipses is the dude that's playing. That's the animatronic character. Um, You know, that's 10 feet away from the lunching pad, and that's enclosed, has lots of seats, and is, wait for it, air conditioned. So. You know, there are options if you don't, you know, you don't have to eat in the heat. Some people, you know, I have friends that love, love, love this weather, that they think this is the best thing, this weather, the humidity, they love. So for those people, great, you know, go eat a large meal outside in the middle of the day. <laughs> Enjoy. And sweat while you eat. If you're not that type of person, we have these, this amazing invention called indoor air conditioning. Well, I will say this. One, one of the things that does happen when it gets hot out and it's the summer we won't go to certain places because it's too much of a chore to get there. We love to eat in France. But I will tell you, I don't think we have gone in months because it's just not worth getting there and schlepping back to right. by the time right. you get there. You're so hot and sweaty. I'd rather do things that are close and easy. And, and a lot, I mean, if you're, if you're here with little kids, the heat will affect them a lot. You know, I mean, you don't want to give them milk for lunch. 
they're going to go step right out that go from that wonderful air conditioning step and out into vomit. the heat and give you cottage cheese all over the pavement. Ew. So, you know, I mean, there's you got you got to think about these things. If you give them milk, they sweat cottage cheese. No, they vomit. <laughs> they vomit cottage oh, cheese. Geez. I just heat. talked about fun, unusual things. Where do you think cottage Disney? cheese comes from? <laughs> <laughs> It's milk thrown up by children. <laughs> oh, look, there's a howl moose. How do they get, how do they get the peaches in there? <laughs> oh boy, this is something to think about. This took a left turn. Now you're going to dream about this tonight. Would you all post on the boards? Yeah, really. <laughs> Especially those of you those of you listening to us while you're in bed. You know, Teresa, just one more thing about your thread. There's the little stand over near the Hall of Presidents and the Haunted Mansion where mm-hmm. they have, like, the pineapple spears and the, the fresh fruit and stuff. Yeah. Those are the kind of things that I want to eat in the heat. Right. You want light things. You don't want... I want to eat the same things all the time. <laughs> well, I do, too. I do, too, but I would just go indoors. in... <laughs> I would go in whatever and eat a big meal and then come out and I would... You're, you're comfortable you're when you're eating, but when you go out, you're sluggish. After in that heat I'm and all that sluggish. heavy food, just say. it's just you know. I hear what you're saying. I'm sluggish so. when I get up. All right, thank you for that, Teresa. Who else? Kathy. Why do it? This is from the um, resorts board. Why do a split stay when you come to Disney World? I never understood the mystique of. Staying at several resorts when you come. I guess they could you define split stay for people? You know, like if you you stay three days at Pop Century and then maybe you go to Animal Kingdom. I mean, again, it's going to depend on you know like what your budget is. But it, like if I was going to split my stay between moderates, to me that's like not worth it. But if I could spend a couple days maybe at the Wilderness Lodge and um, Caribbean Beach, but again, you know how. You know, you see, some people come down for a week and they stay at three different resorts. To me, that doesn't. That's sound insane. Yeah. To me, one of the things about vacation is I like to unpack and be done with yes. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the idea of packing up in the middle of the, the, the vacation to move to a different resort to unpack again—that that's just part yeah. of and it. Also, just, I don't get that. And I've seen reports of you know like people whose luggage didn't make it from one place to the next, even though they're really good about transferring it. Sometimes, you know things happen or you're really out of a resort for a day when you check out of one Mm -hmm. to go to the next i guess it depends on how you're gonna like i can see it if you were gonna have like some non-park days that maybe you decided to stay like at the poly or the contemporary and just use the pool and things like that but if you're like trying to park hop I don't know how you can do that with split stays i think part of the allure of that is uh, having the opportunity to stay at a fancier hotel for a short period of yeah, time okay. because you now, can't afford if, the entire if, stay. If, yeah, if if seven days at the poly is, you know, you can't afford, but you could afford three, so you're going to stay four days at a value and then three days at the poly, that, okay, that I can understand if that's what they're doing. But if it's just, you know, I like the Caribbean Beach, I like Port Orleans, I like Coronado Springs, and I'm staying at those three resorts in the course of a week, uh, you know, you might need Ritalin. <laughs> you know? Moving every two days. Ugh. A lot of people stay on property and then move off property. It's like pick a hotel and stick with it. You know, <laughs> if they're they'll split it that way. It doesn't. It's not something that I even understand. I don't like the idea of packing and unpacking and packing and unpacking. And I especially really if you're a mom and you're the one who packs and unpacks for everybody, and you have you and your husband and your two to four children. 
Okay, oh, no I'm way. not a mom. I'm happy electronics. Like, <laughs> yeah, really. You're only one person, is what I'm saying. Well, no, I pack, I'm, I'm thinking about the people who are, you know, for me. Four, families of four to six. Does he really? You know? yeah. When I used to come Bless down for like a long weekend and I would get here at like 10, 11 o'clock at night, I would stay off property just because it, it, to me it didn't seem worth the money when I was getting there so late. But then other people like waking up in the magic. So I guess it depends on whatever way you think works best for you. Uh, yeah, obviously it's a it's a it's a it's personal preference. You know, just for me, for me personally, uh, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, that doesn't seem like much of a vacation packing and unpacking, but no. I just know myself. If I stayed someplace and had to move, I'd probably go home. <laughs> just well, go see, to the like, airport. Like, <laughs> Like the crap's packed. Get in the car. Like that happens with Adventures by Disney, but at least you know you, you stay in. You know, depending on the length of your of your trip, you'll stay in a few different hotels. Like our Australia trip, we were in three. three yeah, but that's hotels. different cities. Um, you know, you're on a different location. yeah point. But still, it's you know a ten day vacation. I'm staying in three different hotels. Actually, four because we added on to our trip and stayed somewhere else. But you know. They're picking up my luggage. I, I don't have to look at it. All I've got to do is show up at the airport and get on the plane. Um, so that that wasn't bad. But even in uh, California, you know, we stay at uh, the the, the Hollywood Renaissance for two nights, and then we're at the Grand Californian for three nights, and that's a pain. I agree. It's like drive me to just let's stay find at the Grand California, drive me into Hollywood. Couldn't you find a hotel in the middle? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Equidistant. Isn't so. there a La Quinta that somewhere like essentially <laughs> like <laughs> Comfort in or something. Kathy, who started your thread? Oh. <laughs> Loves to pack. <laughs> and unpack. <laughs> Loves to yeah. Short attention span. <laughs> Two. Alright, well thank you for that, Kathy. Uh, I think that will do it for our Disboard show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Bye.